Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. You've probably seen this story bouncing around for a while now, and now it's in Canada, and Canadian health officials are looking into it and trying to find out exactly what the situation is. Um, Cases of severe acute hepatitis, which basically just means inflammation of the liver, um, of unknown origin. It's showing up in some children in Canada. It's been showing up in children in other countries around the world. And at this point, um, you know, experts are trying to figure out exactly what's going on, what might be uh, happening here, where this is coming from. Um, To get some insight on that, we're going to chat with Dr. Simon Lamb, who's a pediatrician and clinical associate professor of the Cummings School of Medicine with an expertise in hepatology or liver disease. Dr. Lamb, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time today. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me on. This is, a, this is really, really interesting. What do we know about this situation? What are we seeing, first of all? What, what are you guys noticing in, in these cases? What do they look like? Yeah, so that's a good question. Um, so just to give a little bit of uh, sort of context and background, um, so as you mentioned, you know, the, there's been some cases of severe hepatitis or severe liver inflammation that has been reported in children. Um, that was typically first sort of discovered or first sort of reported in Scotland. And the reason that it sort of came about was because, you know, as a hepatologist or as a liver doctor, we do see kids with severe liver inflammation from time to time. Yeah. But um, in Scotland, um, sort of at the beginning of this year, they found that they had like five cases of the severe hepatitis over a three-week period. And usually they only see about three to four cases a year. So seeing that five, um, you know, cases in in that three-week period was a bit of a spike. So then they decided to look back at their preceding months, and they ended up finding another eight cases of, of severe hepatitis. So as a result of that, um, they ended up, you know, pu- uh, notifying their public health agency and sort of sending out this report. Um, and what they found was that, you know, they had all these patients uh, presenting or coming to hospital because uh, families had noticed that their child was jaundiced. And what I mean by that is, you know, the whites of their eyes were yeah. a bit yellow. Um, they were more tired, more fatigued. Um, and a lot of them also had uh, preceding illnesses like vomiting, diarrhea, that type of thing. And so when they were investigated by either their family doctor or the emergency department, um, they were found to have um, severe hepatitis or, or inflammation of the liver. Interesting. Okay, so when we're talking about kids, how old are these kids typically? Um, so the first report uh, they, out of Scotland, um, they were typically like less than six years of age. Um, so they had about 13 cases, um, and they were pretty much all less than six years of age. There was one that was 10. Mm-hmm. Um, but then since that report sort of come out, um, as a hepatology community, we really kind of said, hmm, like what, how, you know, how, have we seen any of these recently? And um, when we compiled the data, and, you know, the UK has been really good at this, They've reported probably about 170 cases okay. um, looking back um, since January. And these p- patients have been anywhere from like one-year-old um, all the way to 16-year-old. Now, it sounds awful, of course, but how serious is it? Are these kids recovering? Is this life-threatening? What do we know about that? 
You know, that's a good question. So fortunately, you know, most patients do do well and they do recover. Um, some of them require some hospital admission and um, just following their blood work. Uh, but, you know, hepatitis can sometimes be very serious in some of these patients. And, you know, there's reports that the liver inflammation is so bad that the liver doesn't function properly. Um, data from both the UK and the US have reported that some of these kids have required, uh, have needed liver transplants uh, because their livers were, were not working related to the, to the inflammation. Um, fortunately, the kids that did require liver transplants all recovered um, following the transplant. Um, and as far as I'm aware, there has been one reported death in Wisconsin, um, which may be related to this type of hepatitis. How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. How unusual is this kind of liver illness in children? I mean, imagine that's a pretty tough question to answer, but is this, uh, how, how surprising is this to you? Um, you know, that's, that's, that's a, you know, yeah, so that's a little bit of a tough one to answer. Yeah. Um, and the reason I say that is because we do see hepatitis, like severe hepatitis from time to time, so it's not totally outside of what we would see. I think what's a little bit unusual, um, at least the way that it's been reported in the UK and, and particularly in Scotland, is that they've just had a whole bunch of these in a relatively short period of time. Um, and the, the other thing that's a little bit um, tricky to parse out is that, you know, there's, there's many, many, many things that can cause hepatitis. So usually we think about like viruses, sometimes we think about drugs, sometimes we think about autoimmune conditions. Um, like autoimmune hepatitis, that type of thing. Um, and there's also genetic causes that can cause uh, hepatitis or severe liver inflammation. Um, so it's a little bit unusual in that it seems like there's been, now that everyone's sort of looking into it, there's been a bit more cases. But what's not super unusual is that, you know, oftentimes when we have a patient with hepatitis, probably, you know, like 30 to 40% to of the time, we don't often find a, a clear cause of the hepatitis. But it is a little bit unusual that um, at least the, the global community has, has reported a bit of an uptake in it. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about cause. and uh, So, I mean, it may, it's not ever easy, but do we have any idea why this sudden spike in cases may have been presenting, you know, in many places around the world? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think the experts uh, are, are looking into it. Um, you know, I, I think right now the, the leading hypothesis or, or what the theory is, is that it's probably a viral cause. Um, the, the thought is that, um, at least in the UK, they found that about 75% of the patients uh, with this sort of uh, hepatitis had a virus called adenovirus that they were uh, that was detected. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that was detected um, kind of like on a nose swab, which I'm sure everyone's familiar with, uh, but also um, on the blood and sometimes in the stool. Um, they also found some patients didn't have adenovirus, some patients had COVID, um, and then there were other sort of more common respiratory viruses that were also detected in other patients. Um, so it's not totally clear, but the, the thought that it's probably um, a, a viral cause. 
but of course, you know, they, they're looking into everything. They're, they're wondering if, okay, well, could it be like a, like a toxic um, a thing that initially that they thought maybe it, it was in, because it was in Scotland that it was reported. So really everything's still a little bit on the table, um, but adenovirus is sort of the, the top candidate right now. Um, okay. And as you know, adenovirus is, is a common... Very common, of, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. Very, very common. Um, usually it just causes sort of upper respiratory tract symptoms, so like a bit of a runny nose, um, a cough. You can sometimes get conjunctivitis or sort of like eye redness. But sometimes it can cause some GI symptoms like vomiting and, and diarrhea and that type of thing. Um, you know, usually in a healthy child or a, a healthy adult, the adenovirus can cause a little bit of ir- liver irritation. So, you know, if I happen to do you know, blood work in a patient that I knew had adenovirus, I, I would expect, you know, some of the liver enzymes to be a little bit um, high, suggesting a bit of hepatitis or liver irritation. But it's pretty unusual to see this degree of um, liver inflammation related to, to adenovirus in a healthy patient. Very, very interesting. Uh, Doc, thanks so much for your time today coming on and uh, giving us a little insight. I really appreciate it. Okay, perfect. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks very much. That's Dr. Simon Lamb, who's a pediatrician and a clinical associate professor at the Cummings School of Medicine.